folks, I'm WWE Hall of Famer Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and you're listening to the podcast Small Package. Give me a hold, buddy. Oh! Hey, everybody, it's Corey Poindexter here with your boy. It's me, it's me, it's Bob Fickety. And today, on a Small Package show, we got a recap from Evolve 96. Evolve 96 in a queen. Cool. Slash of Champions predictions. Yeah. And the monster among men versus the the other monster among demon men. Anyway, all that and more today on the small package show. Hit him with it, Bob. Town this weekend, and you're leaving town next weekend. next weekend. So we're gonna get some recording done today, today on the small package show. Okay. So how was uh, how's your week been so far? It's been fine. It's all right. Just uh, living the dream, as it were. Yeah, um. So uh, yeah, so we got we got a lot to record today. Um, and I figured we would probably uh, start off with uh, Evolve. Uh, the, that was uh, 96 this sure. weekend that we went to. Uh, so today's episode 71. And we're also going to be recording episode 72 today. I got that written down. So, uh, Evolve 96 was at the Elmcore Youth. Recreation Center, the Youth and Adults Activity Youth Center, and Adults Activity Center. My bad. Don't mean to disrespect the majestic Elmcore. Uh, it's an alright venue. Uh, I kind of prefer Laboom a little bit. Oh yeah, it's more intimate. Um, but I will say this: uh, the bleacher seating, I, I kind of liked where I got to sit in the bleachers. I got a really nice top-down view of what was going on. I actually enjoyed that. Uh, the concessions not being quite as ridiculous as Laboom was nice. Yeah, being um, able to get a bottle of water for two instead of five. And it seems like the ringside seats just spaced out is so much nicer because while I v- really like the VIP stage tickets at Laboom, it always feels like they're just trying to cram as many of us in as they can. Yeah, and that can and be. Thankfully, they typically don't sell everyone, and so we can like kick one seat out and space out a bit. Yeah, but, but if they don't, if they sell out, it's. It is a tight squeeze. It is tight. I mean, it's fun, and it's neat when spots happen on the stage at Laboom. Um, but I, I do like the Encore Center. I think those events are really cool. It was a pretty pretty busy house. Um, so we had three prelim matches, and I got to say... Uh, yeah, the- a new, a new uh, format for how Evolve shows are going to run in the future. There's Yeah, they're starting with three prelim matches now. Uh, Ten-minute time limits on all those matches, mm-hmm. None uh, of them hit the and time then limits. they enter into which they did the next night. I read the Evolve '97 recap because mm-hmm. um, it was Jason Kincaid versus Jarek One Twenty, okay, and that went to ten-minute time limit. Uh, did Regal come back the second night, or was that no, just '96? That was that was up in Boston. So we had they had advertised that 
Regal was going to be there, and we'll get to that in just a minute. Uh, I, I need to. I just want to say these prelim matches, though. You know, we, I wasn't expecting much. Uh, the Jarek one twenty versus Stephen Wolf one was okay. It was fine, but the Dominic Guarini versus uh, Joey Lynch and Shane Mer- Mercer and Kyle the Beast versus Matt Nix and Stevie uh, Fierce those matches really surprised me. Yo, uh, Mercer. Yeah. Was a, he's he's the fucking future man. That guy that, that guy was going in. He was he did that like one arm lift press. Oh, it was move, great. It was like as a, a one arm military press that 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 ended in some kind of a spine buster. It yeah, was insane. No, it was and Kyle the Beast was good too. I mean, and also Dominic Greeny and Joey Lynch really impressed me. The very first match of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Dominic Greeny won uh, over Joey Lynch by submission. Uh, it was a very solid matchup in the night, and we were like, "Wow!" I mean, if this is the prelims, this match is going to be this card's going to be insane. Uh, Shane Mercer and Kyle the Beast defeated Matt Nix and Stevie Fierce. I kind of got this vibe that the Nix and Fierce gimmicks are like uh, you know guys who shouldn't be wrestlers wrestling. Yeah, um, they very much gave off that just like nerdy high school kid, uh, almost like a little dicky kind of vibe from the one guy. Um, you know, little afro, and uh, they definitely physically looked outmatched by Mercer and Kyle the Beast. Um, so that was a great match. Kyle and 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 uh, Shane won. Uh, Jarek one twenty defeated Stephen Wolf. That match wasn't quite as good as the first two prelims, but it was still solid. It was a solid match. Um, he's got a fun little magician gimmick. Yeah, and the crowd was definitely he's definitely heel, and the crowd definitely what had some heat towards him. Uh, Stephen Wolf's howling thing is a little confusing. Um, I feel like if it was in a smaller, more intimate setting like Laboom, maybe it would have made more sense. Sure. But up in the bleachers, I couldn't really understand what he was doing the first couple times. And then I was like, oh, he's a wolf. He's howling. Okay, sure. Uh, then the main card opened up. Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, defeated DJZ by submission. Correct. Yeah. And I got to say, DJZ impressed the shit out of me. Yeah, he, he did. Uh, he did some impressive moves. Uh, because that was the whole thing about Zack Saber Jr.'s promo at the start. He's like, mm. "Uh, you know, this is 2018. This is going to be my year, and if you're going to be an evolve, you have to impress me and hang with me." And sure. So DJZ comes out, and he, and he does. He hangs with him. And it's first a really off, good DJZ's move. entrance was insane with the whole like light up Tron helmet shit. Yeah, and the and the reggae air horn. The yeah, how he kept asking the DJ to play his play his beats hey man but it it got over it did it was fun um so hopefully we get to see him on future evolve shows and also a little heel from zach saber jr at the end of the match Uh, i thought he was coming over to maybe shake the guy's hand like oh you impressed me uh and instead he just went over and let his dick hang out in his face and held the title up and then walked away from the guy um you know, and there were definitely some moments in the match where Zack Sabre Jr. was just doing things like bitch slaps and just very disrespectful things during submissions. So it'll be interesting to see if he goes like much more closer to a full on heel role in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, Air Fox defeats Jason Kincaid. Yeah, it's uh, AR's um, big return to evolve. It was interesting. He had his he had his group with him, his support his posse. Group. Sure, if you want to call it that, uh, he had them with him and. Uh, Jason Kincaid, you know, he does some impressive stuff. I've liked him in the past. This match was okay. Um, later on, he comes back and, and gets weird. Um, but AR Fox had a good showing. 
and then we had what was one of my favorite na- matches of the night, Darby Allen versus Austin Theory with Priscilla. Um, Hell yeah. And I mean, I'm a huge Darby Mark, so... I feel like we both are. Um, it's definitely... He's he's super entertaining. You know, he had those great matches with uh, Ethan Page, All Ego, earlier this year. Mm-hmm. He got injured. He came back. Um, he's been doing great. Uh, fun to watch. High energy. Um, he had the little bit of the uh, story angle with Priscilla. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, and Austin Theory's heel turn. We were there in attendance for that um a couple months ago and it was very entertaining uh and austin theory young very athletic great performer um he's doing really good as a heel i I mean he definitely made me not like him a lot of the match yeah and actually uh props to him because uh at the next show he goes and fights fred yehi for the full impact pro uh title which is another mm-hmm. uh, organization under the World Wrestling Network, Network WWN, yep. uh, umbrella, uh, held by Fred Yehi, 500-plus day reign. Uh, and he won it off of Fred Yehi. Very cool. Because uh, Yehi is going to NXT, as we may or may not know. And oh, is he? So I, I've, I've heard this. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I've, I've not heard about this yet, but that's, that's definitely interesting if he is going. I've I, I thought that was that was confirmed. Oh, we'll look that up in a minute. Uh, and then after the match, William Regal comes out, and this is the what we what we thought would be the first of maybe a couple of moments with Regal since he was there. Um, he was doing signings before the show, or at least in any way, shape, or form, notable. Yeah, and so Regal comes out and he congratulates both of them on a great match. Which it was definitely cool to get to see William Regal. You know, not just the fact that he's in charge of NXT right now, but you know, William Regal is William fucking Regal, yeah. and uh, getting to see him come out there and tell Austin Theory and Darby Allen, "You guys are great. You're having a great year. You're performing at a high level. I can see you guys being superstars of the future." win a belt and give me a call. Um, and then at that point, Jason Kincaid came out uh, and just got in the ring with William Regal and was like, can I have a moment of your me? time? What about me? What about me? Is it, can I have a moment of your time? What about me? And William Regal's like, who are you? And then kind of got out of the ring. And unfortunately that was the last we saw of William Regal of the night. Uh, I kind of thought there might've been him either announcing a signing or uh, there had been, Again, on the super dirtiest of dirt sheets, speculation that he was going to talk about Evolve being bought by WWE, which, you know, I didn't really put too much stock into, but it would have been cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, he just came out and congratulated Darby Allen and Austin Theory, which still good. It was a cool moment, but it was just kind of like, okay, is that, is that came it? down to say, hey, guys, good match. Bye. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe something changed. It's It's not clear. Uh, but anyway, Darby Allen and Austin Theory had a great match. Darby Allen gets the win. Uh, next, Jaka and Tracy Hot Sauce Williams, because Chris Dickinson was, quote unquote, not able to attend that evening's performance. So Jaka was teaming up with Catchpoint fellow member Hot Sauce, uh, Tracy Williams, to defend their tag belts against James Drake and Anthony Henry. They had a very solid match. It was a solid match going. I mean, it was... A lot of impressive spots. Things were going well. Uh, always love watching Jaka. Yeah. But uh, I like watching with Dirty Daddy Chris Dickinson more. Uh, not that I don't like Tracy Hot Sauce Williams. He's great, too. Uh, and then towards the end of the match, uh, it was a no contest because a group called The End the is, end, is what yes. they're called. Uh, they interfered and uh, came out 
started laying waste to members of both teams. Uh, and it was, it was definitely a crazy moment seeing them all get laid out. And then all of a sudden we hear the crowd below us popping because they can see that what we can't from the vomitorium into the, uh, uh, basketball court. All of a sudden a man in a hoodie comes storming out, storms into the ring and just starts laying waste to the end and takes down the hood to reveal it's dirty, dirty daddy. daddy. Unreal. Chris Dickinson was able to make it just in time I guess. to the event. Uh, which, hey, man, I mean, I didn't think he was there. It was definitely a pop. I popped when I saw him. Sure. He came out and made the save temporarily, but then uh, the end, Drake and Henry and uh, Doom Patrol with Hot Sauce Williams, Catch Point, they all spill out to the outside. It spills well into the audience to both ends of the basketball court. Uh, Tracy Hot Sauce Williams being just mauled, thrown around the merch tables. Oh, yeah. It was it was brutal. It, they did one of those like uh, heavy machinery style pick them up and slam them oh, into yeah. each other. And oh yeah, like the uh, uh, the the bookend one that yeah, Office Pain, Pain. Yeah, they were. They I forget were, the name of that move. Uh, the super collider. And uh, it was it was it was a whole, a lot of chairs getting. Oh yeah, smashed over heads. It was a great. It was a great. You can brawl. actually see most of that. You know on the DL on our Facebook. <clears throat> uh, that was one of the clips that I recorded and uploaded. Um, so you can see some photos and small video clips on our Facebook page, uh, promoting the evolve event. And if you go over there, one of the things you get to see is Dickinson coming in to make the save, uh, and some of the craziness that was happening at the end there. Um, so it ended with no contest and we'll have to see what happens in the future. Also, it looked like Jocka might've gotten hurt. A little bit at the end. Uh, I, it's hard to tell sometimes if it's just a a sell or not. But he was limping around um, even towards the end of the match, and I mean, he through. went on to have a good match the next night. So, so it might have just been a work, probably. Um, then Matt Riddle fought Fred Yehi in a uh, no, no rope breaks match. What did you think of the format? I thought it was really neat. You know, at first I was like, this is going to be unnecessarily complicated. But Mm -hmm. then once I got into it, I was like, I mean, a a guy who has the technical prowess and MMA knowledge uh, Mm -hmm. of Matt Riddle, he was able to like do some really cool, interesting combinations and stuff with the ropes. And, and I was getting into it. I was, I'm really excited to see what the future of no rope breaks uh, has. Uh, because he would actually go on to have another one with Walter the next night. Sure. And it was definitely neat also to see him doing moves like while they're in, um, they're grappling on the ground, him like running, using the ropes to almost like run across the ropes. Yeah. And like gain leverage and, and angles. And oh, yeah. And, you know, the fact that leverage pins and stuff are now legal if mm-hmm. you have no rope breaks uh, was definitely. And one of the moments of the match that was kind of interesting was at the very beginning, uh, almost as a troll kind of like what people shout to Roman about taking his vest off. Everyone noticed that Matt Riddle fights without shoes and that Fred Yehi had on like, like Puma looking, you know, run, like training sneakers. And uh, so people started shouting, take his shoes to Matt Riddle. And so Matt Riddle threw up his hands. It was just like, come on. And so Fred looked at the audience like, are you guys serious? And then actually undid his laces and took his shoes off. 
Mm-hmm. And a huge pop during that huge Massive pop. pop for him taking his shoes and, off. And I got to say, it is it is definitely interesting, and it's bold of him to do that because a lot of his move set, like uh, he does a lot of those coup de gras style double stomps, mm-hmm. um, changing up how you wrestle for sure. For sure, yeah. I mean, just the the fact that you're used to having that extra bit of traction, and especially when everyone's sweaty in the ring, um, you know, it, it can be a little bit dangerous if you're used to the traction and now you have to make those moves without it. Uh, and also with his kicks too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely Matt props to to Fred for taking his shoes off. Matt Riddle got the win. Very cool ending where Matt, you know, amongst the amidst the cheers of bro, stopped everybody and lifted up Fred Yai's hand. I was like, yo, he's the man. Um, so that was definitely a cool moment. Uh, and then the last match of the night, Keith Lee versus Walter. Um, gotta say, it was a really great card. I loved everything about this card. And the then this kind of dragged. Was, it was slow. A lot. It was of, really slow, and it's just chops, chops, and chain grabs. That's really all it was. And they did, and they did the that one spot that you'll do with one when you're wrestling a strong opponent and a face, and where it's a back and forth, but then the heel just starts getting, you know. Oh, I got it. Boo. Yeah. Boo. Yeah. Boo. 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 Yeah. Kind of. And, and they did that like four or five times in a row. It was a lot. And it was just like, okay, we get it. They're two strong dudes, but can we like, yeah, move on? Yeah. It definitely was a slow match, especially, you know, coming after Riddle and Yehi, which is just very adrenaline filled. And Keith Lee is capable of doing some big, you know, high spots. Yeah, but there wasn't even like even any like power moves. It was just kind of just chops. There yeah. was like a couple slams, but it was a pretty slow match. There was a couple of moments where it was like, was you know, like lifting hit a people suplex. up. God a damn. lot of counters too. Um, yeah, there wasn't a lot of of good offense in there. In fact, it was very surprising because Walter dominated most of the match, and instead of having a Keith Lee comeback where it was like a building comeback, he hits one power move and then pins him, and it's like oh. Okay, so the match is over. Um, Walter definitely gets heat. Like, he gets cheers from some people who cheer for heels. Yeah. Uh, but, man, it is real easy to fucking not like Walter. Um, he did some very, you know, reminiscent of KO stuff in the ring where he was just like, when everyone was like, you know, uh, you know, cheering for Keith Lee, like, let's go, Keith Lee, and all these chants and stuff. And he started just like audibly in the ring being like, come on, let's go, Keith Lee. Bask in my glory, Keith Lee. They're chanting for you. You're losing. Um, also, the ring comp stuff feels a little weird in the political climate of 2017 and being Walter. Um, but Keith Lee gets the win. And then A.R. Fox comes out with his cronies, uh, steps to Keith Lee, and Keith Lee beats the shit out of him. And that was that was Evolve 96. Uh huh. Overall, great show. Good show. I really liked it. A lot of fun. Um, Thanks to our friend of the show, Josh, for joining out. us. Shout out to Josh Tanitsky for coming out. Kayla was supposed to be there. She wasn't feeling well that night. And Josh picked up the spare and came out to join us for Evolve. And it was a very good time. Um, so that was Evolve. And uh, I guess now we can go ahead and uh, get into Monday night yeah but like really we can just spend like five minutes on this yeah monday night raw not a lot happened um nothing i mean it's pretty much because they're they're in a long ass holding pattern they did announce uh was it was it smackdown or raw that announced some of the matches via twitter 
was that was that SmackDown? That what you, wait, which ones are you talking about? They made some announcement via though they announced uh they announced some matches via Twitter. You had sent me the message and you said, Oh, here they go again tweeting out what's going to oh, happen. Oh, that was for Clash of Champions. I yeah, think. on SmackDown. So that wasn't Raw. But it's easy to confuse it because they do it for Raw as well. Yeah. Um, you know, opened up the show with Joe calling out Roman. It was a trap. Uh Roman comes out, Joe the bar beat down Roman, and then the shield come out for the save, and unfortunately it's too much. Uh Absolution versus Bailey and Mickey. Uh Mandy Rose and Paige get the win. Uh Mickey James eats the pin. Uh they do a Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy promo here. And it was it was definitely it was fun. Uh I didn't enjoy it quite as much as last week's. Um they kind of decided to do a transition between Matt and and Bray whenever it was coming into Matt of a full screen of a plate of glass that said broken and then it would shatter and break. Yeah. And I thought that that got old quick. I did not need that as a transition every time we cut to Matt Hardy. Uh that could have been a one-time thing and then you could have just had TV scramble or something else or even no transition. You know, almost like Matt's screen pushes Bray's out of the way. That would have been fine. Uh the broken glass thing kind of got old. Also, it doesn't feel as authentic as it did when he was doing it in Impact. It definitely feels like they're scripting him more and telling him what lines he can and can't say. So it kind of feels a little canned. I want to like it. I'm not losing hope that it'll still be good. I just kind of want them to let Matt be Matt. Let Matt kind of run the gimmick because he's the reason it was a success in Impact. Mm-hmm. It wasn't impact writers. It was Matt. And if you're going to try to take that broken hearty, I'm sorry, or woken hearty thing and run with it, you can't have it be that stiff WWE lifeless scripting that they force other people to. It's like Joe's promo to open the show. I said this to you off air where I was like, it felt like playing WWE 2K17 in the promo mode. Uh-huh. You know, it was like beat for beat. You know, I'm Samoa Joe when I'm tough. Crowds like mixed, you know, I have faced the shield. The shield are very strong and they've stopped a bunch of people. Crowd raises a little bit. It's a blue arrow up. And then it's like, but I'm not impressed. And it's like, oh, red arrow down. heel turn the crowd level three reaction. It's so stiff and forced and scripted that it's like with the mat thing, you got to let just broken mats, broken brilliance shine by letting him take it and run i mean it's the reason why jericho's promos on this omega thing right now have been great is because they're just like you're chris jericho you know how to do this cut a promo matt hardy is so vet i'd understand if it was like jason jordan or that awful girl on smackdown the awful woman in the smackdown ruby riot click the kentucky girl sarah logan yes like sure you have to write it for her because she can barely speak the words you're writing for her. Ooh. I'm just saying it's she cuts very bad promos. But with Matt, you should, you can afford to let him go. So that was fine. Uh, I'm still interested to see Bray and Matt fight. Although they did laugh at each other for about a minute and a half straight. 
There was about yeah. 90 seconds of laughs. Yeah, there was, that was that was a lot of laughing. With the glass breaks in between. Ugh. That was definitely a little bit of a groaner. I hope that they don't they don't keep doing that broken glass thing every fucking time. Uh then we get uh Enzo and Gulak talking. Yeah, um, Drew's pretty great. I love it. He's doing great right now. And it furthers the Enzo Nia Jax relationship angle, which was which was definitely a neat little back and forth. Um, you know, just the idea of Gulak just wanting Enzo's love and affection and appreciation, and Nia being thirsty for the Zotrain juice. I don't, Guess. I don't know what to say. We'll see where this one plays. We had our because Rich Swan was suspended. Uh, I don't think we got to mention this last week. Well, no, that's pretty fresh news. news. Fresh news. Rich Swan uh, was arrested, and we can get into the, to the details of that later. But because of that, they quote unquote took away his opportunity. Yeah, um, he lost his opportunity, and so they had what they were heavily dubbing in true Redemption WWE fashion. Match. Yeah, a, a second chance. They kept saying it was the second chance match, the second chance for the four competitors to become the number one contender for the inter- or for the cruiserweight championship. Uh, and Cedric Alexander won. It was a very fun match. Yeah. Uh, a lot of cool moves in there. Cruiserweights have been getting more time. They've been getting more of their spots in. They're not forcing them to fight, fight the normal WWE style. They're letting them do quote flippy shit. Yeah. Um, they seem to be getting bigger reactions. So sorry if you at home are hearing my radiator, that bomb sound in the background, that's, is the uncontrollable radiators here. Uh, so we got Curtis Axel losing to Finn Balor in a matter of seconds. It was a very, very short match. Um, we got Seth Rollins fighting Sheamus. Uh, Sheamus, there's been some... I, and we can talk about this in the news a little bit, but there's been rumors of him retiring soon um, because of sustained injuries over his career. Um, and there's a lot of moves that he was doing that if he has the spinal injury that Everyone keeps saying that he does, and that might force him to retire early. There were some moves that he was doing in here with Seth Rollins where it's like kind of unnecessary, man. Save your back for a, for a raw match when you're in a holding pattern, like you said. Sure. Um, but still, it was a good match. Seth Rollins wins by pinfall. Um, and we had, oh, this is where the Cruiserweight match actually happened, and Cedric won was after that match. Uh-huh. Um, Cedric won by a pinfall after a lumbar check on Aria Davari. It's really good. Um, and then that's when we had the second half of the Enzo and Gulak promo where Naya came in. The first one was just Enzo and Gulak. After that match was where Naya came in and talked. Sure. Uh, Cesaro. We really don't need to get this in depth on the fucking Raw where nothing happened. Skimming through. Cesaro and Roman Reigns. Had, you are doing everything in your. Skimming through. I'm not going moment by moment. <laughs> you here. are more or less going moment by moment. Dude, moment by moment would be like, and we're back from commercial. He puts him in a hold. I'm just skimming through. Cesaro and Roman had an intercontinental, an intercontinental championship match. It was great. I loved it. I thought it was a really fucking fun match. It was for uh, sure. Cesaro puts on a hell of a match. Uh, of course, Roman wins because lol, Roman wins. He's not going to lose the icy belt to Cesaro to on the Raw. current Chag champ. Yeah. Um, although the spear he ended it with was weak as fuck. Not your best spear, Roman. No, not not nearly. It was one of those like edge half-assed spears that mm-hmm. he used to do towards the end of the career. Sure. And it was a it was a sully moment on the end of a match. It was really good. Uh, find out Brock Lesnar is going to be there next week. Oscar comes out. Alicia Fox doesn't, and all of the women come to make the save 
Absolution corners Oscar in the ring. Yeah, and then it just empties out all of the Raw women's locker room, oh. including Alexa Bliss. Which is so weird. You have all your face and heel women making the save. I guess they just really don't like Absolution. I mean, I, I guess so. <laughs> We're going to get like an eight on three tag on the pre-show of the <laughs> Rumble. It's going to be so weird. Uh, Dean fights Samoa Joe for the first time. <laughs> Samoa Joe wins by Coquina Clutch. Uh, because of course he did. Uh, Dana Brooke is an introduced to the Titus O'Neil and Apollo Crews thing, and I only mentioned that. I know you want me to get through this faster because it was so fucking weird. It was, and then you're our chief statistician. You handle the math. Yeah, and and the, Apollo the, Crews was just like unnecessarily excited about it. Yeah, and then the club shows shows up and are like nerds. And all of that was not a storyline that will ever be advanced because it was just a precursor for Braun Strowman to, to run, run through. through and like, that's awkward. So maybe, like, maybe Dana Brooke being part of Titus Worldwide will carry over. I doubt we'll ever hear of this ever again. But you're very likely, yes. I doubt it. Unless the James Ellsworth Becky Lynch match eventually leads to Dana Brooke tagging with Apollo Crews. Don't get me wrong, that could be dope as fuck. I doubt it will happen. If we get a if we got a the club versus Dana Brooke and Apollo Cruz match, I would be into it so much because Dana Brooke's strong as fuck. I don't know if she's lifting up Carl or Anderson strong, but would be interesting to see. Uh, then we had Braun versus Kane, which was a match that really didn't get going too much because it ended by count out yeah. very quickly. It was um, pretty quick. And, and and then you know Corey Graves is like, well, what happens now? And Booker T's like, Booker T. Uh, Booker T made no sense on this entire show. He confused the fuck out of me, and I could definitely tell he confused Michael and Corey because there was well, a they moment were just like shouting at him. There was a moment where Michael's like, Booker, why are you getting so upset? I'm on your side. I'm saying the same thing as you with different words. And Booker was like, I'm sorry, man. I just got so frustrated in the heat of the moment. I, I, I'm, I was confused of what you were talking We're on the same side. It's cool. And I was just like, there was literally a moment where I can't remember if it was Michael or Corey set, made a call of something that happened in the ring mm-hmm. and Booker T verbatim repeated exactly what they just said. And then Corey just goes, just said that book. And then they just keep moving. And I'm like, I wish they would have cut to the camera that shows them just to see Booker T given that I'm going to smack the taste out of your mouth. Look, but it's like, dude, Booker, are you watching the show? Are you even hey, are you I, here? I take Crazy Booker over half the dead on arrival turds that they've been serving up lately. Oh, Tonga? Yeah, I'd rather have Booker. Byron Saxton? I don't know. Kind of a push. Kind, kind of, of would rather push. kind of rather have Byron than Booker. For real. But like f- whoever the third man is on NXT. Oh yeah. What a waste of air that dude is. Uh, per- is it Percy, Percy Watson? Yeah. You know what the funny thing is? Uh what culture just put out a video uh earlier today. It was either what culture or the new cultaholics one. But they put out a video about uh like wasted talent from WWE, like people who were just botched by the sure FCW and that. And one of them was Percy Watson. And apparently he at some point in like the late 2000 or early 2010s had like a real big run where like he had his own little show thing, like his own like Ms. TV kind of thing, had a ton of character. Everyone liked him. And then they moved him up to SmackDown and took away all of his promo time. And like, he wasn't a super interesting in-ring competitor. He was entirely charisma. 
people really enjoyed his talking segments. Huh. And so when he had no talking time and was just forced to wrestle, he just didn't really shine. And so they cut him. And then they brought him back late last year to be commentator on NXT or early this year. So I'm like, weird. It is weird. A weird history. Apparently, the guy was really great at one point, huh. but now you wouldn't know that by now. It's just a fucking snore fest and a half. So Kane and Braun double count out. And then after the match, they are slamming into each other with steel steps. They are brawling like monsters and demons. Monsters among, Monster men. among men fighting the demon among monsters among men. And uh, it ends when Kane does the, they have, they beat the shit out of each other. They're both dead in the ring. Kane does a setup and you're like, oh, Kane's going to fight Brock Lesnar oh. at, at, uh, at Royal Rumble. And then Braun does the setup and it looks like Kane shits his heart. He like scatters all the way into the ring corner and he's just like, no one's ever stood up against me before. And it's like, yeah, but people have gotten up after you've hit them before. Uh-huh. But Braun definitely did no sell a choke slam at some point. For sure. And, uh, Braun beat the fuck out of him and was left the only one standing. Uh, Meltzer and Alvarez are saying that it sounds like it's going to be a triple, a threat, triple threat, which, I mean, we all know what that means. Kane's taking the pin, and I'm assuming Kane's taking the pin from Brock. Yeah. So it is a way to have Braun in the match, but have Braun not take the pin. So I'm fine with that. Schmer. And it's like, okay, Glenn, get, Glenn Jacobs gets one more big marquee moment at a major four pay-per-view. I have uh -huh. no problem with it. So that was our Raw. Uh, overall, decent show. Not a lot going on. I mean, it, they, like you said, they're in a holding pattern until WrestleMania. So what do you really expect? All right. Moving on to SmackDown Live, where I almost feel like less happened, even though it was a go-home oh, show. you fucking... It SmackDown was... was no... <laughs> That I'm so not excited for this fucking pay per view. And my coworker, even we like, we're like, all right, time to go do our predictions live stream video. Sure. He was like, whoa, there's a pay per view this weekend. Ah, yeah. I didn't even know. Like, it's weird because there's a couple things on here that I'm like, okay, that'll be interesting to see what happens. But we got a lot of matches we've already seen. And it's like, they just keep giving away the matches that are the pay per view match. And I don't know if it's that they just don't have enough talent to put other people out there. Like, sign some more jobbers, some more enhancement talent. Get more local guys to come out and just eat pins. Don't let people get their hands on each other. We're seeing AJ Styles and Jinder for the umptillionth time at this point because every week the Singh brothers come out and attack them or he goes after them. It's it's just constant. So, you know, it is it is what it is. We open up with... with uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn starting the Yep movement and passing out flyers uh, backstage. Um, AJ Styles comes out to start cutting a promo. He's cutting a pretty decent AJ Styles promo. When the Singh brothers come out and say that they are turning on Jinder Mahal because of making him kiss their feet or them kiss his feet and treating them like trash and making them get their own hotel rooms and uh, they feel disrespected. So they're going to be on AJ Styles' side. AJ points out that they were with Jinder in India fighting, and then he kicks their ass, and Jinder comes out, and it was just, it is what it is. Charlotte Flair uh, versus Ruby Riot ends when Charlotte Flair wins by DQ um, after the Riot Squad comes out and hits her, and then Tamina and Lana. Another Carmella, women's locker room out. empty. Oh my god, it's so crazy. It's so weird, but sure. So, Another locker room ending. Basically just do... 
everyone's like, oh no, they're doing it in different ways. No, they're really just kind of repeating the same it's, stories. It's on kind both of fu- shows. it's kind of funny. It's like and it's like, do you not realize we noticed this? I honestly, like, you know what it might people be? People watch Raw, watch SmackDown. They, I wonder if they think we don't. I wonder if they think that you're literally Team Red or Team Blue. Well, they certainly act like we do. Sure. Uh, the Riot Squad looks impressive. I will say that. I think Ruby Riot honestly looks more impressive than Paige. A little bit. Uh, Sonya Deville looks a lot more impressive than uh, Sarah Logan. And for the other ones, Liv Morgan, Liv Morgan and Molly Rose. it's Wait, kind of, what? You, you, you're getting these mixed up. The the absolution absolution yes. is Sonya Deville, Paige, and Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose, yes. Mandy Rose, not Molly Rose. Yes. My bad. Uh, I'm I'm trying to learn the, all these yeah, NXT room names. Mandy Rose and Liv Morgan is kind of a push. They're both pretty good. I yeah. think both of them look pretty strong and also have decent promo bills uh, abilities. Paige, I think, is still has some of that pull that she had from before she left, and is and definitely has some fan appeal. But I think Ruby Riot's a little bit better on the mic. A little bit uh, in ring, they're. About the same. Uh, but I think that uh, Sonya Deville definitely has the edge on Sarah Logan, at least from what I've seen and heard. Sure. Um, but that's not hard. A weird Corbin-Ziggler interaction. Uh, With, yeah, because Rude and Corbin are like, whoa, yeah, this is just our match. Yeah. <laughs> and then Ziggler's like, it's mine too. And then they're like, <laughs> you're right. Daniel Bryan's on the phone with Shane McMahon. And Kevin and Sammy come up and just start trying to convince him, but he's like, I'm on the phone. And then they leave as he's, he's trying to get off the phone to talk to them and they leave, which I personally found really confusing. Like if, if you came up to talk to me and I was on the phone right. and then you heard, you heard me go, Oh, Hey, I, I got to get off here. Cause my buddy Bob's trying to talk to me. Would you take that as your cue to fuck off? <laughs> Cause I would be like, Oh, he's getting off the phone to talk to us. Maybe we don't just set a flyer down and leave and use this as an opportunity to talk to the man. I don't know. SmackDown's weird sometimes. Uh, Zolf, Dolph Ziggler wins by DQ. Um, Zolf Digger. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, Corbin. It's because Rude rushed in and Bobby hit them both with glorious DDTs. Which is just an inverse of last week when Ziggler did that to them. So who knows? I mean, there's not enough. If there was one more episode before the pay-per-view, I bet Corbin would have done the same thing and they all yes. would have done it. Uh, Bludgeon Brothers promo. Uh, I like their entrance music. I still think that they're they're weird. Their costumes, the patchwork makes yeah. it weird. Like it looks like they're wearing diapers. Um, and the double crucifix, it is awkward. Still awkward. They need a new finisher. But the move set, I still stand by what I said last week. Cool move set. Pretty neat. They beat some jobbers. Oh, and the one jobber was the fucking greatest jobber of all time with the squeals. So, the, so here's the interesting thing about these jobbers. Fun, I have their name. Fun facts. Uh, one of them is. Uh, Juan Francisco de Coronado, if yes, I'm not mistaken, that's and correct. he is currently the head champ of Chicara. No shit. Yes. The other one was Colin Delaney. Yes, who uh, old stalwart WWE fans sure. who watched WWE CW sure. uh, may know recognize him as basically the Ellsworth of 2007. Gotcha. With Tommy Dreamer. Sure. Also. A little hometown fun fact. Uh, Mm -hmm. And this was in Cincinnati? Yes. Raw was in Cleveland. Uh, Colin Delaney is a Rochesterian. And uh, since they were wrestling, uh, Luke Harper, a.k.a. Brody Lee, also a Mm -hmm. Rochesterian, 
uh, also from Chikara, he probably hooked them up with the sure. jobs of being jobbers for him. Hey, it was definitely a cool moment. And the one jobber, who, whichever one it was that let out the like, ee! that's Juan Francisco. As he was getting dropped, that moment was unreal funny. Like, I uh-huh. laughed so hard. Uh, so obviously, the Bludgeon Brothers win. Um, we get more of KO and Sammy talking about this Yep movement. Yeah. Or um, DB comes out and he's like, yeah, I know. Like, yeah, Shane is going to be a guest ref, but fuck it. So am I. I'm going to be a guest ref, too, just to make it fair, which is uh, weird. But OK, so definitely we're getting Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon doing something. Maybe this leads to Daniel Bryan coming back in the ring. Maybe because, I mean, he's been teasing real hard that when his contract comes up in uh, September, that he's going to be wrestling. Uh-huh. If WWE won't let him wrestle, he's going to leave, is what he's been hinting at. Yeah. So maybe they're just going to go, okay, fuck it. If doctors say you're okay, we'll let you do it. Uh, I'm just glad that they aren't just being like, in a tweet, Daniel Bryan's going to wrestle again. Let that be a fucking moment. Yeah. Please let that be a fucking moment. Uh, we had like a weird video promo for the new fashion files, but it wasn't going to be on SmackDown. It was airing live on YouTube at that time. Apparently. And it's just like, something. do you not want me to be watching Sma- SmackDown? You want me to go watch this on YouTube instead? Because it wasn't during commercial break. It was just like, it's on YouTube right now live. Yeah, and WWE Network and stuff. So it's like, okay, so you actively want me to turn off your show. That's smart. To go watch your other show? So smart. I love this already. This is booking genius right here, Bob. Uh, also, from what we could tell from the... I haven't got a chance to watch it yet. But from what we could tell from the little bit that was on SmackDown to tell us to go to YouTube, they were at the funeral for the Ascension. And the Ascension showed up to their own funeral and said, you got to avenge us. And so... They were like, all right, we'll fight the Bludgeon Brothers. And and wait, and uh Breeze was like, wait, we'll fight him, Dongo? And then he goes to like fist bump him, but his hand is shaking so bad that Breeze has to or uh yeah, Breeze has to like grab his his balled up fist and be like, We'll do this, buddy, we'll fight the Bludgeon Brothers. So I, I guess they're fighting the Bludgeon Brothers at the show. Uh Aiden English did a twelve days of Rusev Day song. It was not great, but Rusev Day is great. I like uh-huh. Rusev. Uh, they beat the Usos, uh, which was surprising that yeah, Rusev with Aiden won. Aiden getting a pin. Yeah. Well, yeah. They uh, Aiden got the pin. It was weird because Rusev got the other one last week on New Day. Yeah. And they're in this fight. Do you think they have a chance? No. You don't? No. You don't think this is a push for them? I don't think they have a chance. Fair enough. Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura make their entrances and then... Uh, they fight, uh, Shinsuke fights KO, and hey, would you look at that? Kevin Owens wins by pinfall after a pop-up powerbomb. That was unexpected. Also unexpected, yes. Um, and, I mean, on one hand, it makes me feel like it's weird because usually if you get the upper hand on the previous show, it's a sign that you probably lose. Sure. And, you know, Orton and Shinsuke have been beating the fuck out of uh, Sammy and KO. And Uh we've talked about last week about how maybe there's a possibility that some of these real rough spots with kendos and not clearing out monitors had to do with repercussions for them leaving the ring early. Again, that's some wild dirt sheet accusations of a secret, still active wrestler court kind of bullshit. But who knows what the deal was. But they ate a couple pins, and now he gets the pop-up powerbomb in the wind and the show. So remember the stipulation... If Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn lose, 
They are tossed out of WWE entire. Not just SmackDown. Not just SmackDown. Not just SmackDown. So that was SmackDown Live. Um, any news that you wanted to talk about? Well, the big one is uh, Rich Swan getting arrested. Oh, right. Yeah, Rich Swan. Um, for apparently, like, assault and kidnapping, kidnapping, which people on Reddit were like, the second you stop someone from leaving a room, that becomes kidnapping, which is a weird thing. Sure. But I guess whatever. I mean it's the law. Yeah, so it's not like it's not like he stole somebody and like held them hostage sure. or some shit. It's just he. Is there any word on what the story is that happened? I heard that he got into a fight with his wife in their car. Okay. Well, you know, their policy is to suspend you indefinitely until all the legal shit works itself out. Yeah. Um, that's always been their, their policy. Um, so, I mean, it doesn't surprise me to hear that they suspended him until it's all worked out. They haven't fired him or future endeavored him yet. Um, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with it all. Mm -hmm. Um, but I guess if there's no more news on that yet, um, then you know we can move we on can from that. Stop speculating. Uh, the uh, Rock got a star. Uh huh. Um. The, the The Rock got a star on the Hollywood Walk. Is of Fame. getting one. Yeah. Congrats to him. Very interesting too, because technically, I mean, not technically. Most of the time, they kind of wait to do that until someone's later in their career or retiring. Uh huh. Um. Not always, but, you know, uh, and it's, so it's weird because he seems like he's in the height of his career right now. Uh-huh. Um, John Cena did an interview uh, where he said that he thinks he's done with full-time wrestling. Uh, he's doing press for Ferdinand, um, which, by the way, interestingly enough, has a Golden Globe nomination, but has not come out yet. It's for a song. Still. just yeah. It's, it's kind of funny that... There's a that there's a Golden Globe nomination for a movie that doesn't come out for a few days, um, but I digress. Uh, <clears throat> do you have any uh, any wrestling news? Jr. and King to? will do commentary on the 25th anniversary of Raw next month. Hey, that's cool. We that we was could, just announced. We could still get tickets for that if you'd like. Uh, Matt Hardy respond. Well, then we'd miss Jr. and King. Oh, I guess that's true. Um, the Yep Movement. There's officially Yep Movement shirts on shop.ww.com. <laughs> Great. And now here's the weird one. Here's mm -hmm. the weird one. Um, Facebook and WWE are launching a new series called Mixed Match Challenge. What? Which is airing exclusively on Facebook. What? Really? Yes. Um, it will feature both Raw and SmackDown Live superstars, so I guess huh. their stupid fucking tagline about their fucking... The one time of the year that Raw and SmackDown superstars go head-to-head -head in direct competition? Yeah. Are you telling me that's not true? They lied to so us? So it's a mixed tag tournament. A single elimination mixed tag tournament mm -hmm. with uh, the winners getting $100,000 to support the charity of their cause. Huh. Um... So it's a twenty minute episodes on Facebook. Okay. Um That's so weird. And it will feature 
Uh, Raw versus SmackDown Live, super, where superstars team up. Fans have the opportunity to vote on Facebook for the final competitor from the Raw roster, as well as which tag team member of the New Day will be added to the SmackDown Live roster. Teams will be announced beginning January 4th. Wait, wait, wait. One of the Smack, one of the New Day is going to go to Raw? No. So the, the Raw roster for this new show is Bliss, Fox, Asuka, Bailey, Strowman, Enzo, Balor, Goldust, Naya, Sasha, Miz. This is so weird already. And one person who is voted in from the Raw roster. Gotcha. SmackDown Live's roster is Becky, Rude, Carmella, Charlotte, Uso, Jimmy Uso, Lana, Naomi, Natalia, Rusev, Sammy, Nakamura, and a member of the New Day to be determined by final fan vote. Wow. Okay. And so here's the other double weird thing. This is okay. going to air on Tuesday nights at 10 p.m. WWE fans may know that as the 205 Live time. Maybe they're going to move 205 Live? So this either confirms that they're moving 205 Live, or they're airing this at some weird house show venue and scrapping half of SmackDown's roster every night to bring know. them to the... That's so weird. I don't fucking know, dude. That's so confusing. Yeah. Um, so, because Raw does house shows on Tuesdays, don't they? Yeah, I don't... I, because if uh, if they do, then they're either scrapping half of their I know they do house on, show... I know they do them on Wednesdays. I think the house shows might be on Wednesdays. Okay. I think, I think house shows might be Wednesday, Thursday things. Like Wednesday being Raw, Thursday being SmackDown. Maybe. I mean, I hope but, so. Because otherwise, this is just like, right? What the otherwise, they're on? cannibalizing themselves to put Jesus on another Christ. show. So, hashtag so WWE. Yeah, but people are like, oh my God, we could see a Strowman Asuka team up and then no one would ever win ever because yeah. Strowman and Asuka would just team up. No, if it was Reigns and Asuka, it would be a Stone Cold Lock of the Sedge. Well, there still could be Reigns in, determined by final fan vote. Yeah, right. Uh, by the way, I hope you didn't. You don't like hearing Alicia Fox because Noam Dar is going to be out for a bit. Uh, he injured oh. his knee and will require surgery. Well, that uh, sucks. Uh, fans noticed it as a as a Easter egg in one of Gulak's PowerPoint slides that it said "Get well, Noam," mm. uh, and then they confirmed it that he is getting surgery. Also, Hideo Itami debuting next week on NXT. I wonder how the numbers did. What you mean, two hundred five or two hundred five live? My bad. Just say. Uh, well, yeah, my brain all fucked up because he's fr- coming from NXT to two hundred five. I also want to know how the numbers looked uh, for NXT being on USA Network this week. It's an interesting. The holiday WWE week they yeah. had, uh, I think they had two or five live still on the network, but NXT was on Wednesday, uh, and then tonight is uh, Wednesday. So tonight is NXT. So we'll uh-huh. see how that numbers turned out. And also tomorrow night, uh, this podcast will be going up either later tonight or early tomorrow. Uh, so Thursday night is tribute to the troops, which was already recorded. Um, so. With that said, uh, we talked about The Rock. Uh, Finn Balor did a thing talking about how he wanted to partner with Bailey on that mixed thing. Yeah. Um, so, any other wrestling news that you think we should get to real quick? I can't think oh, of. Oh, uh, one last thing. Uh, 
Jericho and Omega interactions were pretty crazy. Um, Jericho rushing Omega after a fight. It started off with the video screen again. So everyone thought this was just another Jericho promo on the video screen. But when the lights went out the second time it came back, he was in the ring. He hit Omega with the code breaker. Um, you know, the young bucks came out for the save and then everyone kind of dispersed, uh, thinking it was over. But then Jericho came back and attacked him again along with a commentator. Uh, and then there was a, uh, press junket style, uh, you know, MMA, how UFC does them, like, you know, interviews um, where they had, you know, wrestlers all sitting up at a bench to be interviewed. Uh, and that broke down into chaos between Omega and Jericho. And actually, none of the other wrestlers got to talk. Uh, Okada, none of them got to talk because they waved off the press conference after Omega and Jericho got into it. Uh, it was definitely a cool angle. I mm-hmm. fucking love it. I'm so pumped for Wrestle Kingdom. I can't wait to watch it. Although it is a little bit silly that Wrestle Kingdom. So Wrestle Kingdom is going to happen um, live. It'll be at like two or three in the morning our time. But the next night at like eight or nine p.m. Uh, Eastern time, they're going to be showing it on Access for free. So it's like you can either pay pay per view cost to watch it in the middle of the night, or just wait until the following evening and watch it for free if you have the Access Network. Um, so that's kind of an interesting decision and we'll have to talk later about whether we just want to wait and avoid spoilers or watch it live when it happens mm-hmm. but it's just sort of interesting that they might lose some revenue off of that decision mm. you know because if if half of your american audience just goes okay fuck it why would i pay for it at two in the morning when it's free the next day at nine interesting anyway let's fucking move on and do clash of champions prediction time pen my my lord. All right, Bob, it's time to make our predictions. And we start off with the hottest match of the night. Mojo Raleigh versus Zack Ryder. <laughs> in a in a in a one fall match. In a one fall match. In a in a woo versus hype match. Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> woo versus if, hype. If if Zack wins, Mojo can never get hyped or stay hyped again. But if Mojo wins, Zach can never woo or woo woo or woo 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 again. Mm-hmm. It's just a one fall. Who do you got? Uh, Mojo. Mojo Rally. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Ryder against all of my better judgments. That's an insane pick. It's an insane pick, but it could be what pushes Mojo over the edge and makes him even more hyped. Sure. Uh, Natty versus Charlotte in a Lumberjill match. Now, this is just guaranteed clusterfuck. Yes. It is guaranteed clusterfuck, but I think Charlotte is going to walk out as the retaining champ. Char, baby. And I'm going to pick also Charlotte, but mostly mostly because she'll retain her title because of a no contest kind of thing. But tag Fatal 4-Way, you have the Usos, the New Day, the Rusev Day, question mark and Shelton and Gable who cut by the way a terrible promo on Smackdown. It was okay. It was it was again so forced. You know that there was some WWE writer in the back jacking off being like, "Yeah, collection day, training day." Just like, ah, whatever. Who do you got? Uh Shelton and Gable. Ooh. Shelton and Gable. You got him taking the titles? Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go with Usos Mm -hmm. retaining. 
Those uh, were the only two outcomes I saw was those those two. If if you were gonna make a second prediction as a backup, it would still be Usos. I don't know why you're doing that. Okay. I just thought since <laughs> there's four teams hedge our bets and <laughs> make two picks. That's All right. dumb. All right, we won't do it then. Because I was not gonna pick either of those. Edge my odds here, baby. Bludgeon Brothers versus Brizongo in a funeral match. Uh Bludge it's, Bros, obviously. It, it's not it's actually not a uh, any kind of stipulation, but it's gonna be the funeral of Brizongo. Yeah, it's it's Bludgeon Brothers. Bludge Bros. Uh I mean they're not gonna kill their push that early. And Brizongo still has the funny shit. Mm-hmm. Corbin, Ziggler, Brood, and this is for no title or no, anything. No, it's for the US. It's for the US championship. Yeah. That's what I thought. Uh because right now Corbin's got the championship belt. Do Correct. you think he retains? I do. Corbin. Uh I'm gonna Corby, call baby. I'm gonna call Rude. AJ Styles versus Jinder Mahal for the champion shop. I mean, no. it's AJ. Uh, it's AJ. <laughs> Z- uh, Zane KO versus Nakamura and Orton with Shane and Dana Bryant as guest refs. And if not, if Nak and Orton win, Kevin and Zane are fired. It's Kevin and Zane, I guess. They're not going to get fucking fired. <laughs> Is that what you think? Yeah. I'm going to go Nakamura Orton. Okay. A lot of people are think I, I read a, a, they're going to do like a fake out is what it is. I read a thing online who suggested that Orton is going to turn on Nakamura during the match. Oh, I don't necessarily want to see that because I do not want to see an Orton Nakamura but I mean, feud at but all. But I mean, if they're making yep 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 shirts on the WWE store, are they really about to lose? They made they made Jericho. Yeah, Styles yeah, yeah. T-shirts. I know, and that lasted at least a month. No, it didn't. It was it was like two weeks, and from it the was time- more. Th- it was more than less than one week, though. Right, but Yep Movement debuted but yesterday when they put the T-shirts on WWE Shop. Twenty-four hours later is when Jericho turned on Styles, and then twenty-four hours after that, I they feel, pulled the shirt. I feel like they were available. I, I assure you, I feel like they were available longer. I assure you that that's what happened because I remember being like, I wanted to get that stupid shirt because I was like, they're breaking this tag team up any day now, and because I didn't order it in that forty-eight hour window, I was like, fuck, they already pulled the shirts. I'm just, it was not long after. So they would definitely print a shirt to psych us out. If anything, it makes people like us go, oh, well, they made a shirt. They're not going to fire them. And I, I, they're obviously not going to fire them, but I think that they're going to lose the match and quote unquote lose their jobs and do that shit where they show up to the arena by buying tickets. I think that's the angle they're going to go with. Okay. Uh, you had a tiebreaker in here of Carmella cashing in. Yeah. Cause the way I see it is, the women's match is guaranteed fuckery because it's a lumberjill match. Okay. So would Carmella be ballsy enough to cash in during all the say? ruckus or after all of the ruckus? <laughs> what do you say? Yes. Um, fuck it. Let's do it. But that's just for the tiebreaker. You say yes. I say no. Do you think she wins? Yes. Yes. I'm going all in. I'm going to go ahead and just say no, because if she doesn't cash in, she can't win. But that if she doesn't cash in, that will just strike that from the record. But if she does cash in, she's going to lose because the riot squad's going to be out there and all sorts of fuckery is going to happen. And just make sure to mark it down that those are TBs. What do you mean? Tiebreakers. Oh, tiebreakers. They don't go on the main card score. But if this first tiebreaker happens, we're scoring the second tiebreaker. Sure. So we have one difference, two difference, three difference, four difference. The tiebreak would put it at five and then possibly get fucked up by the six. But who cares? It's fun. I mean, 
<laughs> anyway, all right. So uh, I think that's it. This is episode 71 of the Small Package Show. 71. You can follow Bob on Twitter at Bob Vecchetti. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram and all that good stuff at CB Pointexture. CB. And you can follow the both of us at Small Package POD. That's POD for podcast on Twitter. Uh, we put out some tweets from the Evolve show. Uh, and we tweet out about some of this stuff going on here. Uh, we're going to read some of your guys' tweets and Facebook stuff. And about- likely I could see another pre-show match or something getting added to the Who card. Knows? So it, it, we might need to add another guest to our... Yeah, for that'll real. go up on the Twitters. Yeah, so check our tweets. If you tweet at us, we'll try to read it on the show. Uh, we're going to be recording next week's episode tonight. Uh, episode 72 will be our best of the year Summary End of years recaps because uh, we won't have the the Clash of Champions results because Bob and I will both be out of town at that point. Uh, Bob, well, I won't be out of town, but I'll be out of town. Yes. I think you leave like you leave. I leave the on the twenty third. Uh, well, regardless, we, one of us won't be here at least next week, so we won't have that. So we'll have our best of end of year recap show. Um, and then the week after that, you're not the here, but I'm yes, back. That is correct. So that week of the week of, uh, the 28th would have been the date that, that probably would have gone up. Um, if well, I'm either, we'll take the week off and just call it a new year or, uh, I'll, I might try to throw together a clip show or something to put out there, but regardless, you can go over the recap. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Shit. I can by finally yourself. recap it by myself. Um, so yeah, next week, the 21st, I'll be putting up our best of episode and we're going to be reading some of the stuff that you guys have already sent us. Uh, make sure to follow us on Facebook at small package POD on Facebook. We posted a bunch of stuff from evolve 96. Whenever we go to wrestling shows, we post it, uh, photos, backstage stuff as much as we can get. So, uh, we'll be back next week with uh, an episode recording tonight, episode 72, but this has been episode 71 of the small package show. So thank you guys so much. And we'll be back next week. Hit him with a Bob. Hell yeah, it is. Yeah.